0: with Siblings. I'm your host Araceli and this is my host Armando.
1: Hi guys I'm Armando and welcome to Wrestling with Siblings.
0: Alright let's get started with Raw live from Dallas, Texas.
1: Pretty exciting Raw. Uh, exciting from the get-go. Um, really a show that I recommend for you guys to watch tonight.
0: 100% okay. Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley in a False Count Anywhere match.
1: Right off the get-go, you knew this match was going to be awesome because for the past couple of weeks, we've seen Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley going at it, but they really haven't had a chance to actually get in the ring. So I was excited to see what these guys were going to do.
0: Yeah, they had an arm wrestling match, they had a tug-of-war, and now we finally get to see them in a False Count Anywhere match, which you know was going to bring out the best in both superstars because they're both really aggressive and they're both powerhouses. So I was intrigued when I found out this match was going to happen live on Raw.
1: Two tanks, if you guys want to call it that way, pretty much colliding against each other. And not only that, they were going to be all over the arena, which was going to make it even better.
0: And we did get to see that as the show went on and of course as the match went on you know we got to see a different side from Braun Strowman or at least I think it was a different side from him because aside from last week the last couple of weeks I feel today he was focused he was determined he was ready to go and he wanted to punish Bobby Lashley.
1: Yeah because Bobby Lashley able to pull a fast one on Braun Strowman as you guys see last week when they were doing the tug of war he pretty much let Braun Strowman win so he was able to attack him in two weeks before that, he threw a chalk in his face when uh, they were doing the arm wrestling contest.
0: Yeah, so Braun Strowman definitely has ha- had it hard. Bobby Lashley has outsmarted him over the last couple of weeks, and this was his time to get revenge. Of course, it was false count anywhere, so they can fight anywhere in the arena, outside the parking lot, wherever. So they go over by the Tytron, and literally Braun Strowman... Basically runs over Bobby Lashley into the Titron and it just explodes. It just goes off and it was an amazing sight to see simply because it's something new, it's refreshing, but at the same time it's like ooh, that's a rough hit, you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, it's, it's something that you did not expect. I expect to just you know them go through the to the titron but not have the explosion that came out
0: yeah and they both left on stretchers they both left on ambulance obviously it was extremely unexpected but i think that's what gives the product a new feel it's fresh it's something new it's something you did not expect and it was something you definitely didn't see coming as soon as he went through the titron i was like okay you know they went through the titron they broke the titron and now that that's where it ends but no you know there was an explosion and that makes things a lot more crucial
1: it's actually the led board, but yes You guys know what we're talking about
0: exactly it's just a lot easier to explain as a stage or the titron or whatever than the led boards and you know going through an led board that is very dangerous because of all the lights and everything that can happen so an explosion went out i was shocked but now that little piece got me excited for the rest of the show and not only that i'm excited for the next week to see what's going to happen where does this go
1: definitely Like you said, it did get me excited as well. I was like, ooh, is this going to be a good rock?" And sure enough, it was. Really recommend you guys to watch it.
0: Yes. Okay, let's move on to the second match of the night, which was the Viking Raiders versus the New Day. Interesting match. I got to say, I'm very impressed with the Viking Raiders. I think they're definitely going to be future tag team champions. I just don't know who they would be facing or who would potentially beat them for it. But I feel like once they get their hands on those championships, that's it. Nobody's going to be able to beat them.
1: And going through and actually analyzing the match, I think the advantage was for the Viking Raiders. Why? Because they're super athletic, but not only that, they were powerhouses. Whatever way you look at it, it's just a completely domination in power.
0: That's 100% true, and the New Day is not like that. They are high flyers. They use speed to their advantage, but at the same time, speed sometimes takes away from you because it gives the powerhouses the advantage. They can slam you at a very high speed and they can also slam you from very high above because you do those maneuvers. So interesting match. I liked it. But, of course, it pretty much ended on a no contest match because Samoa Joe decided to get involved. He goes after Xavier Woods and Big E because, as you know, he he did make it very clear that he wants to face kofi kingston that that's his next target
1: and he's smart because not only he's playing mind games with kofi kingston but he's attacking him or it's gonna hurt him and that's through Big E and xavier Woods.
0: and that's also playing the mind games because he knows once he gets to his friends he has an advantage and i feel like he took that from dolph but not only that he's a smart competitor so the fact that joe came out made kofi kingston Come out, And he was like, you know what, I cannot let this happen. So then that leads into the New Day versus the Viking Raiders with Samoa Joe. The Viking Raiders and Samoa Joe made an extremely good tag team. Frequent tags back and forth. This was the powerhouse team, as you said, in the previous match. Complete powerhouse. They completely destroyed the New Day.
1: And in this match, one thing that I noticed about Kofi Kingston is he was too distracted and too focused on Samoa Joe. He wasn't as focused as he usually is as we see him in other matches.
0: Yes, and I also feel he got very confident. He was a game changer for the New Day in this match. The moment he came in, the complexion of the match changed. He was able to take on the Viking Raiders and Samoa Joe, but that immediately, immediately turned bad as soon as Samoa Joe was able to, cl- to make that Okina clash. And as soon as he did that, that's it. It was over. He passed them out. It was It was gone. And if he can do that at Extreme Rules... We have a new WWE champion.
1: Definitely. Once he sets that Coquina clutch on Kofi Kingston, we might get a new WWE champion.
0: 100%. All right, moving on to No Way Jose versus Cesaro. This, I was disappointed. This was supposed to be a great match, at least from what I saw. Two incredible talents. But that ended up not happening because the 24-7 champion, our truth comes out. And obviously, he's teasing Drake Maverick. And the entire roster comes chasing after him.
1: Yeah, so it ended up being a, you said, no contest match.
0: Okay, and another interesting thing that happened on Raw, we got to see the NXT Tag Team Champions, the Street Profits, make their Raw debut. They didn't have a match, but they did make it very clear they will be debuting for Raw.
1: Another great tag team to bring to the Raw division. Very, very excited for what they're going to do.
0: Them against the Usos, I think, would be a killer a killer match however what happens to the nxt tag team titles that's going to be interesting to see because now if they're on the main roster if they got that call now who becomes nxt champions where are the street profits going from here who will be their first feuds? they're picking fights with everybody it seems and not necessarily picking fights but it's more of like teasing superstars here and there and we can know some people don't like to be teased if they tease the revival that's it it's over for them
1: and you came up with with a great idea. I would really like to see them against the Usos. I feel they would have similar styles. But not only that. Both the Usos and...
0: The Street Profits.
1: The Street Profits. Mike skills would play a, a long way in this feud.
0: Yeah, they would be very, very similar. That would be very interesting to see. Alright, moving on to Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. Again, we get to see this duel And Shane walks around with Drew McIntyre because he's his insurance policy. He's... Been with him for, what, about two months now? Maybe a little bit less. But this has been very, very beneficial for both McIntyre and Shane McMahon.
1: Smart choice by Shane McMahon, ally himself, with uh, with McIntyre. We saw what he did with Dolph Ziggler, with Brand Corbin, and Bobby Lashley. I mean, it's just a great pick. He's just a great all-around superstar, and I believe he's going to be a future champion.
0: Oh, yeah, I definitely see that happening very, very soon. All right, moving on. Shane comes out and he's basically saying, "Well, I have other responsibilities to do other than being here," which of course makes sense, you know. He is the commissioner. But he says, "I want to talk about Roman Reigns." And he plays footage of last week, which was a handicap match, Drew McIntyre and Shane versus Roman Reigns, 2 on 1 match, and he basically makes it very clear that Roman Reigns had no chance in beating the both of them I mean is he wrong no not necessarily I mean when you have a duel like that your odds are immediately stacked against you
1: not only that but it was a two against one match at both men at the same time so already from the get-go your odds are stacked against you
0: Roman would have had a better chance if it was a tagged handicap match because at least he has a one-on-one competition at least throughout the match this one was they were there at the same exact time and so then he goes on to say that Roman was shaking in his boots and that he had to recruit to The Undertaker to ask him for help, to help him out and bail him out pretty much. And this is when it starts to get very very interesting because McIntyre then says that Taker is one of the greatest legends, one of the greatest superstars of all time but that he's not scared of them. And he pretty much calls him out, he's like you should come out here. That is bad really really bad
1: yeah you calling out the dead man you're pretty much gonna face the consequences another thing too about McIntyre is he was ready to go usually what we see when the Undertaker comes out superstars they pretty much back off or you know they start catching this fear in the ring no McIntyre was ready to go attack him but if it wasn't for Shane McMahon that stopped him man we probably would have seen him go attack the Undertaker
0: Yes. And this is the moment when the lights go out, the smoke comes out of the ring posts, and The Undertaker's music plays. And at first I was like, okay, this is a tease. We know The Undertaker likes to play mind games. He's been known for that his entire career. But were we wrong, he actually physically came out. I would have been terrified if I had him that close to me.
1: Yeah, me too. I mean, come on. He he is the dead man.
0: Yes. And he comes out and he makes it very, very clear That Roman Reigns is not the type of guy to ask him for help, that he wasn't asked by Roman to help him. He did it out of his own self and obviously he says he's been collecting souls and pretty much he's already faced Shane McMahon and he gave him a fight of his life at WrestleMania 32 I believe is what it was, yes, at WrestleMania 32 and so The Undertaker said, well, you guys are not gonna rest in peace because you won't be able to after where I send you. So. Very strong words by The Undertaker.
1: Yeah, and I believe that The Undertaker is out there to help out Roman just so they can reclaim their yard, both of them.
0: Yeah, and I feel like he has some sort of respect for Roman Reigns. I mean, after his match with him at WrestleMania 33, I think there really is some some bond there, some respect from both men. And I think Undertaker did the right thing, and it's going to be interesting to see at Extreme Rules. I can already say this since we are going to be doing a production episode. I don't see Taker and Roman losing. I think this is the, the win that Roman Reigns so desperately needs.
1: Definitely have to agree with you on on that
0: one. Okay, moving on to Lacey Evans with none other than Baron Corbin versus Natalia.
1: Let me say Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans, I really like this mixed tag, if you want to call it partnership, friendship, whatever it is. Um, I think it's brilliant. I think they both fit perfect with each other.
0: They do. They're very smart, very very similar in so many different ways, and that makes them more dangerous. If you already thought Lacey Evans was dangerous, if you thought Baron Corbin was already dangerous, these two combined, even more dangerous.
1: Yeah, and don't be surprised if they have something up their sleeve for extremes.
0: I saw a different Lacey Evans tonight. I saw her more focused, more determined, more out to prove what she's really capable of doing.
1: And I think she feels more confident now that she has Baron Corbin in her corner. I think it brings out the best of her in the ring, like you said, she feels more confident. We were able to see that today of, of Lacey Evans.
0: And Natalia, she's the veteran. She's extremely experienced. States she She's underestimated Baron Corbin. And that cost her the match tonight against Lacey Evans.
1: Yeah, she pretty much thought that Baron Corbin wasn't going to get involved. But sure enough, Baron Corbin did get involved. And I think that's what ended up costing Natty the match.
0: Yes, and Lacey Evans took advantage of that opportunity and was able to get the win. So crucial message... For Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins
1: keep in mind Lacey Evans hasn't been able to connect the woman's right In the matches against Becky Lynch, so she was able to do it tonight and She pretty much won.
0: I think that would really be a a game-changer for the match against Becky Lynch because I think Because that would put her at a different position in with Becky and not only that we've seen Becky take the woman's right. I think once, if not twice, and we've seen what it does, what it's done to Becky, it has set her off. And I feel like if Lacey gets her at a point where Becky doesn't expect it, it's over. And keep in mind, Baron Corbin can win that match, and that automatically gives Lacey Evans the Raw Women's Championship. Lacey Evans can pin Becky Lynch. And that automatically gives Baron Corbin the Universal Championship. So there's a lot at stake for Becky and Seth. I don't see too much at stake for Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans because they in reality they had nothing else to lose other than this friendship. Okay, moving on to the Miss vs Lies and the two out of three falls. Of course, a super short match in the first fall. Miss was able to get the first fall, and I saw a different side of Miss on here as well more focused more determined he was definitely fired up but i also feel like that comes from the punishment he's been taking from shaking shane mcmahon over the last couple of months
1: yeah he's not playing games with shane mcmahon anymore he is ready to go and make a statement and be like look we're gonna finish this now and i think that's what he's trying to do
0: he's not letting him get inside his head now he knows how the game is played and he's going to prove opponent after opponent after opponent after opponent that he deserves another shot at Shane McMahon and not only that that he's ready and he's prepared for him and he proved that against Elias tonight and Elias he's one of those superstars you really have to keep an eye on I'm surprised they haven't put a championship on him I'm really surprised they haven't given him the Intercontinental or the U.S. title I feel like now is the time I think he's definitely ready
1: yeah he is ready and more because he's partnered with Shane McMahon again Shane McMahon has a ton of backup a lot of friends that he he's pretty much using for his advantage.
0: Yes, 100% agree. And, obviously, the Miz was able to capitalize, able to get that pinfall against Elias. I feel like he really needed this. I think Miz has been on a losing streak, and I feel like that's because, again, the whole Shane situation, he has let him get inside his head. And today, I feel like that changed for the Miz. Yeah,
1: and then the Miz, like you said, huge win, but I Elias, I think the game changer of the match was when... He hit himself in, in the ring post with on his knee. I think that pretty much changed the completion of the match completely. I think that was pretty much Elias' mistake.
0: I agree with you on that one, and I firmly believe that if that wouldn't have happened, potentially Elias would have won. But this is a new Miz. This is a more determined. He's smart. He's experienced. So he probably would have still still won. The outcome would have probably been the same. But definitely that was a mistake that Elias made during this match and Miss was able to capitalize on that okay moving on to Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins versus Maria and Mike Canellas, who are back they're usually in 205 Live now I guess they're on the main roster again
1: yeah we haven't seen them in the main roster for a while uh, I was kind of excited to see what they were going to offer
0: in the ring yeah it's new talent and even though they're not necessarily new you don't get to see much of them week after week after week, and I was very impressed with Mike Kanellis and what he's able to do in the ring.
1: And something different too. We got to see Seth Rollins face you no know,
0: Mike Kanellis, and we saw Becky Lynch face Maria. Well, speaking of facing, she didn't really get to face Maria because he here's what happened. Seth was dominating the match, so he forces Mike to tap to tag in Becky Lynch. The moment he does that. Mix match, mix match rules are Men face the men, women face the women So this forces Becky Lynch to come into the ring She comes in and she's ready to go Against Maria And here's where it gets interesting Maria goes out of the ring Becky obviously follows because she is the man She's out to preview I'm on, on the Raw t- Women's Champion And then Maria's like You can't hit me because I'm pregnant
1: Shocker, real shocker I mean not the best place to break those news break that kind of news to your partner but i was in shock i was like wow really
0: i was in shock too but i don't know what to think real not real don't underestimate maria though she's she's smart and she's been in this company for years so maybe it's a plan to get inside the head of becky or maybe it's her plan to keep becky as far away from her as she can i don't know but this is brilliant if it if it happens to be that is not real.
1: Yeah, I think she pretty much bit more than what she can chew. Sorry, that she can chew.
0: Yes. And also, Becky's like, fine. You're pregnant. I'm not going to hit you. She goes back into the ring, and she puts Mike Canellas in the armbar, making him tap. And it was perfectly legal. And she was able to get the win. And, I mean, Maria was really upset, and she started going off on, on Mike Canellas, So... I guess we'll follow up next week on, on this whole feud because I'm confused. I don't know what to think about the whole Maria thing. I don't know if she's pregnant. I don't know if she's not. But to me, I think it was part of her plan. She's smart. So I think I think that's what it was. Mike and Ellison to be shocked as well. So that leads me to believe fake news. Okay, moving on to a moment of bliss with the special guest, Nikki Cross.
1: I was not excited, but I was curious to see what... Alexa Bliss was going to tell Nikki Cross, because keep in mind last week, Nikki Cross got a pinfall victory over Bailey, and therefore Alexa Bliss gets a title shot at Extreme Rules.
0: Yes. Interesting how that works, huh? Keep that in mind as we go through this segment.
1: I thought Alexa Bliss was going to actually like thank, thank her and then tell her, you know, I appreciate what you did for me.
0: I mean, she kind of did. She gave her a lot of credit. She was like, well... Because of Nikki Cross, I was able to to get this opportunity. But that's pretty much all she said. On the other hand, Nikki thanks Alexa for being a role model, for for being her first friend, for giving her a chance, for believing in her, and for for guiding her. So it seems to me that you are right. Alexa didn't really thank her as much as she should have, whereas Nikki was super grateful that she even is friends with Alexa Bliss.
1: Yeah, and I feel that Nikki Cross is stuck in that stage where She's new and she really hasn't had a lot of friends and I think Alexa Bliss is taking advantage of that.
0: Yes. And speaking of taking advantage, Carmella comes out to make that very clear. She she comes out and she's like, well, Nikki, you won a match and explain to me why Alexa's getting the title shot when you won the match. So she's basically using you is what Carmella says. And at this point, Alexa gets mad because she's like, I'm not using her. And I feel like Alexa got mad because she's like, okay, Carmella is right.
1: Yeah, because everybody else in the locker room, entire women's division, knows what Alexa has done to our friends. And what Alexa capable of doing. And I feel that Nikki Cross hasn't caught on to that yet.
0: Yeah, she's still fairly new. And of course, like you said in the beginning, she didn't have any friends. And Alexa took her in and she's very grateful for that. And that has blindsided her as to who Alexa is. Now, don't get me wrong. I love Alexa and her character. But I do feel Carmella, Bailey, and everybody else is 100% right. She is taking advantage of Nikki Cross. And Alexa also tells Carmella, Well, I used to think you were fabulous. Now I think you're just truth sidekick. And Carmella is like, You want to see what a sidekick is? She takes off her earrings and she's ready for a fight. So we get Carmella versus Alexa. This was literally under a minute of a match. Alexa too focused, talking to Nikki Cross, I guess complaining about why she has to face Carmella, and Carmella took advantage of that. One, two, three, she was able to get the win and be able to defeat Alexa Bliss.
1: It's just Carmella taking advantage of the situation.
0: We know she's very smart, so she definitely did that. But then we get to see Carmella versus Nikki Cross, and this was a Nikki Cross that was frustrated. She was mad. She was upset. She wanted to defend Alexa Bliss and we got to see that throughout this match
1: yeah Nikki Cross throughout this match brought a lot of intense intensity to the match
0: yes and I have to give a lot of credit to Carmella because I feel like she's improved tremendously I think if we had the Carmella that we had now as SmackDown Women's Champion I think the Women's Division would be at another level not not that anybody else doesn't bring it to that level but I just feel like it would be a lot more interesting I think all the feuds, all the possibilities you could potentially have with this new Carmella would be great.
1: Yeah, because there's a lot of potential for her, a lot of talent and potential in the woman that she could work with. But she's don't she's also doing a great job with our uh, truth.
0: Yes, and that would bring a level a level of entertainment that would put not only her career but the entire women's division on a whole new level. Imagine what that would be like. But Nikki Cross able to pick up the win. Very, very interesting. She's been on a winning streak lately, which lets me to believe a potential title shot opportunity could potentially be coming for Nikki Cross.
1: I mean, hopefully she's already pinned the champion, Bailey, and like you said, she has had a winning streak, and she's been impressive lately.
0: She has, and I think it's hard to say that it's time and that she's ready, but I do feel she would do great things with the championship. I think... She's different than anybody else in the division. Everybody, at some point, seems to kind of be like, okay, well, we have the high flyers. We have people like Carmelo, We have experienced people. We have pretty much everyone in the women's division, and I think Nikki really is the one that stands out the most because she's different than everybody else.
1: I have to agree with you on that, but I feel this too soon for her. I feel that what they're doing with Alexa Bliss is great. It's a great way for them to... Exposed, exposes to her, and I feel that down the road, she should deserve a, a title shot. No, no, no doubt about it.
0: Yes, a hundred percent. I do think the Alexa thing is brilliant, and who else better than Alexa or even somebody like Natty to to put Nikki Cross on the map?
1: I'm kind of backtracking a little bit, but they're pretty much doing the same thing, exposing her like they did with Lacey Evans.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean, I Not see that. Not as much, but. I see that, but at the same time, I think the fact that she was put with somebody like Alexa brings her to a whole new level, whereas Lacey Evans, to me, is overshadowed by somebody like Becky Lynch, and I think that's not what Alexa's doing. I think Alexa is helping her out in a completely different way. She's like, okay, this is who Nikki Cross is. I don't need to prove myself. Here's your new star in the women's division. That's exactly what she's doing with Nikki Cross. All right, moving on to the main event. AJ Styles versus Ricochet for the United States Championship.
1: Again, last week these guys offered probably one of the best matches we've seen in a while. And today I was excited to see what they were going to bring. Keep in mind, they already faced each other so they were going to bring something new to the table.
0: Yes, I feel Ricochet was 100% more prepared for this match. You can definitely see it. He had, He was able to block... AJ Styles and every single one of his movesets that he was trying to do towards him.
1: Yeah, and like the same thing with AJ. AJ was a step ahead of him, and we saw that throughout the match. He was able to counter some of the moves that Ricochet was throwing at him.
0: And they're very similar in Styles, and I feel like Ricochet couldn't underestimate AJ, and AJ couldn't underestimate Ricochet because in one of those... That's where the weakest point was going to be, and that's where the other one was going to take advantage.
1: And Ricochet did his homework. He pretty much stayed on AJ Styles the whole time. He did not give him any chance to recover because he knew that if he d- gave him a chance, that was where AJ was going to take the advantage.
0: Yes, and AJ did take the advantage because he did a forearm from the top rope, and he was able to pin Ricochet. But if you pay close attention to the pin... Ricochet's foot was under the rope, which technically counts as a kickout. And the ref didn't see it. So when an official comes out, he starts explaining to the referee what had happened and the match restarts. So AJ Styles had won the United States Championship. And we were like, what? That's it? It's over? And then the match had to restart. And now we're going to get AJ Styles versus Ricochet again for the United States Championship.
1: Yeah, and I feel that this kind of killed aj's momentum a little bit throughout the match because he was focused and he was dominating ricochet at certain point of the match
0: yes and at this point i see well in my opinion i saw aj be a lot more brutal he was it wasn't that he was more focused he just wanted to really inflict punishment on ricochet especially after he had already won and then gets the championship taken from him
1: yeah and not only that but he also had luke gallows and carl anderson in his corner watching his match.
0: Exactly. So he was out to prove something to not only them. But to Ricochet. And he was also trying to retain the championship. That he had just won momentarily.
1: And Ricochet doing his homework. He pulled a fast one. And pretty much stole the victory against AJ AG Styles.
0: Yes. And we got to see the exact same thing we saw last week. AJ Styles obviously gets up. Shows a sign of respect. Shakes his hand. But this time. AJ had had enough. He wasn't trying to be friends with Ricochet, so what does he do? He attacks him from behind.
1: I feel that part of him attacking him was because of the club. Because of Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows being ringside Italian. and telling him, we want to see the real AJ Styles. And He's like, you want to see the real AJ Styles? And he pretty much swings and takes out Ricochet and Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows end up attacking Ricochet as well. And we got to see the reunion of the club.
0: Yes, so interesting Raw... There's a lot to look forward to going forward. What happens with the club? Where does Seth and Becky go from here? What happens with Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley? There's so much to look forward to moving into next week and into the future. So I'm looking forward to that. Let us know in the comments below what you guys thought overall. Your rating. I give it a
1: 9. I think it it deserves a 9. It was a great show to start off with probably one of the best shows we've seen in a while
0: yeah solid nine for sure i think there was a couple things that could use some improvement but overall i think it was a great show from start to finish i was hooked at the edge of my seat and if we continue with this i mean wwe's going places
1: yeah and i would like to see what is next for the club like you said i feel that they're gonna do a lot of damage in the tag team division
0: no one can replace the shield but you can pretty much say they're the next shield as of right now they're going to take over that spot that the shield kind of just left
1: yeah and if they continue to cause destruction like they did tonight don't be surprised if all three members of the club end up having some type of cold around their waist
0: yes potentially tag team titles and a universal championship or a wwe championship you never know
1: or a u.s champion
0: or a u.s champion you never know you're just going to have to stay tuned All right, that's all we have for you guys on this episode of Wrestling with Siblings. Remember to like, comment, share, and subscribe. Let everybody know to become a sibling today. Become a part of the family. And for those of you that do not know what WWS stands for, I wonder what does WWS stand for? Wrestling with Siblings. Thank you guys so much, We'll see you guys next time. We'll see you guys next time on a brand new episode of Wrestling with Siblings.